Let Nothing Divide Us by Jello Joldion Chapter 1 A Recurring Nightmare She knows, perhaps better than anyone else in 1A, what it looks like when someone is putting up a front. It wasn't a good look for Deku. She notes the bags under his eyes, which don't leave by the end of the rest of the odd semester break, and when they're introduced to the dorm systems, she worries how well he's going to sleep when his bed isn't his own. But he puts on a smile and brushes off her concerns, frustrating her every attempt to get to the root of the issue. Was this what it was like for him at the sports festival for her? Finally, the day Aizawa pulls him aside after he nods off in class, she puts her foot down. At 10, she appears at his door. Deku, you are going to tell me what's wrong because you are my friend and I hate seeing you this way. He tries to brush her off, but no longer. Finally, it's about what happened at the mall. I keep having nightmares about it. Immediately, her attitude softens as he lets out the reason for his lack of sleep. The two of them begin to realize, for lack of any better term, how much fucked up shit they've been through. The USJ incident, the mall, training camp. The mood is more somber than Ochako intends, so she guides Zeku to the kitchen and puts on water for tea. My parents used to do this for me when I had a bad dream. She explains as they wait for the kettle to whistle, sharing the memory of a teary-eyed baby Ochako and earning a soft smile from Mizuku. But they always made me talk about it. It made it seem less real and less scary when they did, even if I didn't like it. She recalls. And I think that you should do the same. Izuku explains the feeling of being grabbed by the arm and feeling so helpless in a public place where he should have been safest. How when he awakens from the dream, he remembers that it was something real that happened. How his throat itched whenever he woke into the darkness, gasping. She sympathizes. Deku, we are in this together. I don't want you to feel like you have to face this alone. Almost anyone in our class would be happy to help you in their own way, and that goes extra for me. I, uh... I care about you and your well-being, and I want to be able to be the friend you need. Theory-eyed, he thanks her and she bids him sweet dreams. Her reassurances don't always help, but she begins leaving her door unlocked, unbeknownst to everyone but Izuku, who she demands to come wake her when he has a bad dream. She uses a tone that suggests she knows he's going to try some flimsy excuse or another and that she's not going to have any of it. For the succeeding months, it's enough. He wakes her, she makes him tea and listens to him talk about his nightmare, and she hugs him and sends him back to bed. But after what happens during the internships, it gets worse, and she stops believing that their 3am rendezvous are working as intended, as they grow more regular and the bags under her best friend's eyes grow. It's hard for her to watch his descent, and she grows restless weighing her options of how best to help him. One morning, her sleep-oddled brain provides something to her mouth when Izuku excuses himself back to another sleepless night. Come sleep with me. She is just as confused and regretful of the wording as he is, their faces flushing a matching tomato red despite a very forgiving context. I mean, I just... I'm sorry, I don't mean it like that. I mean that if you maybe have someone else there, it might help ground you. She whispers shouts. 
a stammering mess, he agrees, citing how he used to go seek comfort from his mom when he had a bad dream in his childhood. It's what friends are for, it's decided. Friends help friends, and heaven knows class 1A had as much of a reason as anyone to form these type of bonds. Friends. Utaka refuses to acknowledge her feelings otherwise. And he goes to grab his pillow and follows her dutifully across the forbidden threshold of the girls inside of the dorm at night, yet suddenly far less innocent feeling than before. She opens the door to him and shuts it fully behind them, climbing into her bed and scooting to the very edge to invite him into her still warm comforter. He sets his pillow down next to hers on her bed as though it will shatter, and nervously climbs in next to her. This wasn't very well thought through, they both think as they stare into each other's eyes in the dark. Ochako wheels her arm to move against a better judgement, pushing down her feelings with her accelerating heartbeat. Just friends. Just friends. Just friends. Just friends. Just friends. She reaches up to brush a lock of messy hair, pitch without light, away from his face, and his eyes blow wide. Her racing pulse, however, fails to awaken her, and her ability to filter her thoughts grows weak, her hand lingering. Come on. Let's get some rest, she says, and is out seconds after the end of her sentence, her arm draped across his neck in a more comfortable position. Deku is left with a vision of a sleeping Uraraka, her peace soothing his heart despite the raw strangeness of the situation he found himself in. It doesn't stop the nightmares, but to Uraraka's credit, he at least can go back asleep when he wakes to find her with him. It's a better sleep than he's had in months, even if her alarm goes off too soon.